What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Steven. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. I'm Erica. And this week, we are stepping into the world of werewolves as we cover these three 80s werewolf classic films, starting off with The Howling, American Werewolf in London, and Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Enjoy. The Howling. Somewhere in this city, in this human jungle, it begins. What do you see? What's there? What do you see, Karen? What's there? Somewhere in these woods, in this primal, sensuous, secret place, lies an experience too terrifying for words. All right, so the first movie we're going to talk about is The Howling. It came out in 1981. It basically follows the story of a news reporter named Karen who is trying to solve a murder going on in the L.A. area. And it turns out that she ends up meeting the killer who uh, she has a traumatic experience and is advised by a known psychiatrist to go to this retreat. And it turns out that the retreat is crawling with werewolves and they try to get Karen and her husband to join the colony. And uh, it turns out that the psychiatrist who referred her there is actually working with the werewolves to try to get them to adapt to modern society. But due to their primitive instincts, They want nothing to do with that. And they actually want to, you know, kind of just go about their old ways of just killing humans and being the superior species. And at the end, Karen gets turned into a werewolf and exposes that this is a real threat by turning into a werewolf during one of her news broadcasts and gets killed at the end. And then they cut to a dog food commercial. Yep. Alpo. (laughs) Is it Alpo? Yeah, I think it was. Yep. Early Alpo commercial. And everyone's like, yeah, news lady just turned to a werewolf. <laughs> like nonchalant about it. Yeah, they were so calm. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy this film. Uh, it's, it's a solid one. I saw it when I was young. I had it on VHS, and then it was later gifted to me on DVD. Uh, I will say that uh, the special effects in this film are really what make it for me. And uh, it, it takes a bit... Um, there's a good solid point in the beginning where things happen between Karen and the killer Eddie, which is actually my favorite character in the movie. Uh, some of his lines were just awesome. But then once they're into the colony uh, and then her friends arrive for support, that's when shit really starts to pick up. And uh, like I said, the special, the special effects in this, uh, this film were amazing. And it turns out that one of the original uh, artists actually left making this film to go do American Werewolf in London, which came out months after. But whoever was the replacement for the special effects definitely still held up in this film. I mean, that that transformation of Eddie uh, was just amazing. Yeah, the special effects artist, he left this film and um, because he was originally working with John Landis, who made American Werewolf in London, and they were, like, promising each other, like, yeah, we're going to make this movie, we're going to make this movie. And it ended up taking, like, eight to ten years for John Landis to like get everything down to make American Werewolf in London. So this guy started making the howling 
And while he's making it, John Landis calls him up and goes, yo, I have funding. I have the script done. I have everything done. Let's go. And the guy's like, well, I'm already making a werewolf movie. And John Landis just went off on him. And I'm pretty sure to this day, even though the guy left and went on to make American Werewolf in London, I'm pretty sure John Landis still has not forgiven him for it. (laughs) (laughs) For taking so long, right? Yeah. I mean, to scrap an idea, not scrap, but to put something on the shelf for 10 years, that's quite some time, you know? Yeah. It, it's almost kind of fucked up that he, he left uh, uh, the howling and was like, oh, now you're ready. I'm just, and then just kind of just leave. But like I said, the special effects still held up well. See, I, I would like love hate with it. As far as like, if we were to look at all of these movies, I think the transformation scene and the special effects in American Werewolf in London were probably my favorite. This one, I didn't so much like the werewolf. I felt that the werewolf looked almost animatronic. Yes. Like yeah. it didn't look very fluid to me. But I have I have a couple small issues with this movie. Not not no, nothing major. It's still a decent movie. It just wasn't my favorite of the three. Yeah. I didn't so much like the werewolf makeup as I did Eddie's makeup like when he was when he was transforming. Not when he was transforming, but like before he was transforming when he was just like his face was all fucked up and shit. Oh yeah, from the acid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. that. That I think they did a great job on, and like when he pulls, uh, what was it? A bullet that he pulled out of his head? Of his head? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That that was like really well done. But I didn't like. Sierra pointed it out. Like when he is transforming into the werewolf and his skin's like pulsing, it's making like popcorn noises. Yeah, it sounds and, like <laughs> it's like Jiffy Pop. <laughs> Seriously, it's like Jiffy Pop underneath. <laughs> but that's but, the thing too is like literally when um when he is transforming into the werewolf, you can see like when you're watching it, like, his skin is literally, like, popping, like, pulsing almost, like, up and down, and, and it looks, it looks a little awkward to me. Uh, it's a definitely interesting, a different way, different take on it, and I appreciate that. I just think, oh, necess- it wasn't, I didn't, I personally didn't think it was the best way to go about it, but I, I think that the process was it was cool. As, it was there. The idea was there. It wasn't as smooth as the other transitions. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the other transitions, like, it wasn't so much like the popcorn noise, like you said, and that's, I totally agree with that. That's a really good way to describe it. Is that kind of like that, that popping popcorn noise, whereas everybody else, like the noises that they're in the other movies, rather the noises that their bodies make when they're shifting is very like, it's very bone on bone. Like you can hear, yeah. Like you can hear, like it sounds like breaking bones or like when Mm -hmm. you ever like fall and um, I don't know how, like, you have bones rub up like or have somebody like grab your hand real tight and you can hear like your knuckles rub together yeah very like that that kind of organic noise like it's a very natural noise it's just odd with the popping noise uh just to add on that i want to think that it's his muscles expanding i know that my like that's the only logical thing i can think of because when most like people turn to werewolves you know they rip through their like clothes and stuff and yeah. they get a lot more muscular more like defined so i wonder if like that was like like his muscles popping and getting like bigger you know maybe like a rubber band like that elastic noise yeah possibly i will agree with you guys um this wasn't my favorite werewolf look i liked everything up until the ears it's the ears that killed it for me it almost was like they were too long i feel like yeah, they were they almost were rabbitish long. i felt like it looked kind of like a coyote like it didn't yeah. look so much like a wolf it kind of looked like a fox or a coyote with the ears yeah if they were I like the, on the uh, ears. with mange yeah 
I like the tone of the movie. Like it's, it was a very dark movie. And when I think werewolf movies, I don't know why, but I always think like really fucking cheesy. And it might be from like Teen Wolf and stuff. But <laughs> I was I went into this movie. I was like, this is gonna be fucking like cheesy eighties horror. And it was very dark. Like when um Eddie has the news reporter. I can't remember her name, but Karen. Um, yeah, when Eddie has Karen mom. in the uh, yes. the cabin with uh the fucking film playing in the mm-hmm. background and he's just like very fuck it's a very creepy scene that oh, they're watching the snuff film yeah yeah, yeah. That, they could have done and that that's something too that I, I liked about that is that like like we went into this knowing it was a, a, like a werewolf movie yeah. so that was like the whole theme of it but if you were just like catch this and say it was just on tv and you're flicking through the channels and you were to catch this i think that you might have been disappointed because they set it up like it was so dark in the beginning that if I was not if I didn't know that it was going to be a werewolf movie I would not have expected it and I think that I would have expected it to be something a little more like darker silence of the lambs like that mm-hmm. kind of like darker Evil. like a murder yeah and um so I which it's it didn't take away from the movie or anything for me being like that I I just thought it was really interesting how think- how they did that I was just going to agree with you Erica but at the same time, I think that's what I liked about Eddie so much was he really brought that dark aspect to this movie where it wasn't mm-hmm. just like, I feel like they did a lot of detail on his character, you know, to really make him out to be this like maniacal, like crazy obsessed person, but also who happens to be a werewolf. Like, yeah, it's just someone who happens to be a werewolf. And that's the only bad aspect. Whereas him, take away the werewolf, and this guy is completely fucking psychotic. It's kind of like it doesn't matter if he's transformed or not. Where, like, most werewolf movies, it's like you're safe unless they transform. This guy is unpredictable either way. Either way. He's dangerous no matter what, so. Yeah. With this movie, I I think something that kind of confused me, it was like the plot line was kind of straightforward, but the way that it was filmed kind of threw me off a little bit because it almost, it was almost like cloudy or foggy. And to me, it felt like almost like a dream kind of setting so I'm watching this and I'm like is this like really happening or is it not real like because of the way it was filmed it really kind of threw me off I feel like it didn't go for like I, I don't know I didn't I didn't feel well, like she kind of the, like messed with the movie well she kind of like loses her mind after her run-in with Eddie so I could see that like yeah but the whole movie is filmed like that so that's where I'm that's that's where no, I know the confusion stems yeah from. I don't know I think it was just the filming choice I I kind of like the it gave it like a, again like a, gritty t- kind of tone to it. I yeah uh, I guess it's just like uh. I uh, really liked the setting for the colony. Like when Karen's looking out the window and she, the first, the first night she sleeps there and she hears all the howling and you kind of just see the fog rolling down like the hills between the trees. I thought that mm-hmm. was a really good shot and it just made a good creepy atmosphere. You know. I think one thing that threw this movie off for me was the werewolf campfire sex scene <laughs> Come on, you gotta love that animation though when they- i was just, I, I was just like what why am i watching that? <laughs> like, yeah that scene was a little weird but to see like you notice at the end when they're like by the fire and they animate i don't know for some reason i thought that was like it's not the best special effect but it just seems so like vintage in a sense yeah. like yeah. the way it was animated like that it was kind of like i was like oh that's kind of cool and interesting i don't know i just feel like i feel like it felt pretty out of place for the rest of the movie like you kind of had this like dark movie 
sex sells. And then it's like, oh, but here's a sex scene where two werewolves, yeah. while they're transformed, so it literally just looks like you're watching two dogs go at it. <laughs> well, I want to say that Marsha, that was her name, uh, was like, she almost acted as like the leader of the pack. Like she really kind of guided everyone or persuade them to get rid of Karen because at first the doctor wanted to bring Karen in. And then she was like, I'm tired of living by these like, tamed rules like we we are what we are and like you know what i mean yeah so it's just like let us just be who we are and if that means killing humans and not feeding off the cattle then so be it i have an important question that just came to my head werewolves are created by being like hurt scratched bite whatever from another werewolf mm-hmm. two werewolves have a baby is it always a werewolf or does it transform it's a good question it just came to me, and I'm just like, now I'm like, maybe yeah, it's a wolf when they when they like when they make like the baby in wolf form. Maybe it stays a wolf, but then if they're um, like a human, do you think it would just be a human? I think it would just be like a normal, like you know, changes when it needs to. So because do you? If, if so you do notice, you think that would probably be the strongest werewolf? I bet is a werewolf made from two werewolves, not a werewolf created by a werewolf. Most like if you like most like movies that have like werewolves and like folklore on it is that it's a different, like, it's, like, a stronger bloodline if it's born of two, like, parents. But I think that it, like, only goes to a male child or some crap I bet like you that. Underworld movies touch on this subject. Now that we're done talking about werewolf, back, werewolf action. <laughs> back to the Halloween. <laughs> yeah, another great scene with uh, special effects done really well. When the one uh, werewolf gets his arm taken off with the axe and it turns back to a human hand. Really thought that was sick. I think it's cool, too, because I think, like, scenes like that, and I feel like all the movies have aspects of that where, like, the werewolf dies and it becomes human again. I, I think it, it clarifies for the people involved in the situation to understand that, oh, shit, this thing is human. It's human, yeah. You know? Uh, I think that clarifies exactly what it is for the, the people in the movie, which yeah. I think is, is fun. I think it, it, it's always good to bring it back because I think that creates... A stronger emotion for the characters is like did i kill a creature or is this human is this okay like I, it makes like a moral thing in your head or yeah. in their head that makes mind. sense i don't, I don't know care. if i killed eddie i wouldn't feel bad oh, what? Well, yeah, no, if i, I killed eddie i wouldn't oh i thought you said a yeti i was like what no we're not talking That's about yeti. <laughs> yeah, i thought eddie you said yeti too I'm not <laughs> fucking madman uh sira did you catch the cameo appearance of uh leatherface's grandmother i didn't what uh, was it Okay, so you know that weird, like, occult shop where the one guy gets the silver bullets and they get those werewolf books, Karen's friends? Yeah. All right, so when they first enter, it shows, like, the entrance of the shop. You could see, like, Leatherface's grandmother sitting in the chair. Like, I guess... They- was she was she holding the, the chainsaw? Nah, she wasn't holding the chainsaw. It was the one used from the first one. Oh, okay, Sally okay, goes okay. upstairs and she sees the grandmother. In the rocking chair? Yeah, she was sitting in that, like, floral, like, sofa chair. All right, see, because I was picturing Grandma from number two where she's, like, on the yeah, no, throne totally thing with the chainsaw <laughs> wielding. Grandma from number one, the original. I think number two hadn't even come out yet at this point. I loved I loved the second one. It was great. I was hoping you guys would catch that. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I just caught it. I mean, I've seen this movie at least nine times, and I just caught that this time. I, I usually catch those little quirky things, too. I'm well, yeah, that's why I, I wanted to, to mention it, because you have a really good eye for that. Yeah, I missed it. I'm bummed out now. I'm going to have to rewatch it. So my thing with this movie was, I don't know what it was exactly, but, like, I feel like I had no issue with it, really. Like, 
I liked the tone of the movie. I thought it was filmed very cool with like the like the cloudiness, like Sierra was talking about before, like very dark kind of uh, tone to gritty. the film. Gritty, yeah. The acting was great. There was like the storyline in general was just a very interesting story. But for some reason, watching it, it just couldn't hold my attention. And I didn't have the issue with American Werewolf in London or Silver Bullet. But this one, I was like, I don't know, like I couldn't pay attention fully yeah i think i i had said something to dylan about this earlier i said i I feel like when a movie is really bad i can pay attention because it's like oh my god this is so bad and then when a movie is really great i can pay attention but when it's like middle ground i'm like okay (laughs) i guess this is this is cool this is good but like if it's like it has to have something super memorable for me and this movie it had good stuff in it and like nothing was bad it was just nothing excited me while watching it and i think that's my problem like I probably am, I, I don't want to say I'm probably, I'll remember aspects of this movie, but, like, I'm not going to be able to, like, talk about a scene, like, two months from now. I'm gonna, It's going to be, you know, it's one of those movies where it didn't really get me. Sink in, yeah. Yeah, at the same time, there's really nothing that was too crazily awesome, impressive. Uh, I, I think that... I think that's kind of like where I where I am with it. It's not that it wasn't. It's not that it was poorly done because it wasn't. And and Dylan touched on that. It's got a lot of really awesome things that it did well. It's just that I something about it again is just it makes it kind of like not a um not a memorable movie. Uh, which for that like for that whole like that error is kind of weird because most of us have a pretty pretty keen sense on like well anybody i've talked to about the movie is like this is one of the best movies ever made and it kind of like maybe that's what it was for me that like i was i hyped myself for it a lot but i don't i kind of wouldn't say that fully because i mean i've heard the same about american werewolf in london and silver Mm -hmm. bullet and i enjoyed those pretty thoroughly but Mm. i would even say i love yes i wouldn't go as far as to say this is the best werewolf movie ever made but I will say it, it's definitely a solid one. It does have its strong points, but it, it also does have its weak points. There are scenes where I just don't really care. But yeah. this, the minute that focuses on like the werewolf aspect, of the yeah, movie, I'm 100% all in. Maybe that's what it was. Was just like um, there was some unimportant parts that made me kind of zone out for it because the whole like last movie where Eddie's like half transformed and like that whole scene in general drew me back in, and I was completely on board for the last half hour of it. But up until that point, I was kind of like back and forth. Yeah, I I think too the fact that they built Eddie's character up so much, I kind of wanted to see more of him. I completely agree. Yeah. I think if they showed more of him, and I I understand why they didn't, because it made it look like he had died when the police had shot him. But if I I saw more of him, it probably would have given me more interest in the movie. Everybody's doing jazz fingers. It's throwing me off. (laughs) I'm (laughs) talk about Karen as a werewolf and how, like, this was, this kind of annoyed me. Like, she literally looked like a, uh, I'm trying to think of what kind of dog she was. A Yorkie. A Yorkie, there you go. <laughs> maybe, maybe in this world you transform into your spirit dog. I think that I would probably be a St. Bernard. I don't know. Right? Like, she was like the worst looking werewolf I've ever seen. I did like that kind of like, I guess, twist at the end. Because, you know, it made it look like, oh, they, they escaped. The Like the colony had gotten burned down. And she transformed on live TV. But it... Just the fact also that nobody really, like, who was watching cared. Like, oh, here's a yeah, werewolf. Yeah, they all thought it was like, oh, they'll do anything on TV. Yeah. 
that kind of reaction, which was almost like a comedic relief, I feel like. I rem- I'm so sorry. I remembered what I was going to say before. All right, shoot. I thought that it was weird because I felt like the transition was so so smooth in this. And, like, I feel like they didn't, like, like the other ones, especially American Werewolf in London, it was, like, agonizing pain. And I feel like I didn't get that from this movie. Well, the American Werewolf in London, it was his first time transforming. I think in Werewolf lore it says, like, the first time you transform, it's painful as hell. But after that, it's, like, a very, like, normal yeah. thing. And also, know. this was a colony of werewolves who, like, enjoyed who what they were, you know? Yeah, but, like, my thing is, though, is, like, if your body's transforming, like, in that short of a time span, it's gonna hurt like a bitch. Hey, what movie do you think they were referencing at the end? I'm gonna guess it was Alien, but the guy at the bar, the very last scene, he's like, oh, did you see that movie with all those people on that spaceship? I heard the whole thing was special effects. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah! Yeah! That's actually a good point. I'm uh, just kind of happy you brought that up because I was like, I think that's funny how that guy mentioned special effects and Alien was getting really big around that time too. Yeah, I mean, it came out in 79, I think. And then uh, this movie came out in 81, so they're pretty close together. But We do a lot of movies from 81, like a lot. <laughs> As of lately, definitely. As the premiere. Yeah. Dude, in general it. too, we hit a ton of them when we first started we did a bunch of movies in 81 too well, we're going more modern the next couple weeks so yeah which i'm kind of amped about i need i need like a change yeah no, <laughs> it's good to transition through all periods or like decades of horror for sure i i thought it was cool I, well not cool but kind of that haha when marcia orders a rare burger at the end it's almost like she got the last laugh she's like yeah that's right you haven't gotten rid of us <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It like I said, it had so, like it had very strong points to it, but I think the biggest complaint for me was that it just couldn't draw my attention. A second that. Uh, you guys you guys, get... I was gonna say, yep. I was gonna say, do you guys uh, want to move the ratings? Or... I'm gonna go first. Okay. I mean, I've already talked about my feelings on this movie. I don't think it's bad. Don't think it's the best thing in the world. If you're a huge lover of werewolves, check it out. You'll probably find something you like about it. If you can find it. Yeah, yeah. if you can find it. Um, if you don't own it or have a illegal movie-watching device that everybody seems to own, um, it's hard to find. So good luck with that. But <laughs> if you do find it, check it out. Watch it. It's interesting. It's, it, it's definitely different from other werewolf movies out there. But um, I'm going to rate it right in the middle and give it a five because I, that's, that's how I feel. I feel like it's very in the middle. Um, you know, there's nothing that's too crazy about it. It does have an interesting take. The storyline's a little bit different than a typical werewolf movie. So, uh, I mean, give it a try and maybe you'll like it more than I did. I am going to give it a 6.6. I think that it had a lot going for it, and that's why I'm giving it such a high rating, even though it didn't draw my attention, like I had said. But, um, I mean... the story was awesome, and Eddie as a character was a really strong character, which uh, I said in past episodes, like, if a movie has a very cool antagonist or, like, villain, it instantly hooks me in. So it makes like, me worry. <laughs> <laughs> so the last half hour, awesome for me, because you got that, like, holy shit, this guy is crazy kind of uh, vibe going, but it just couldn't hold my attention 
as much as I would have liked it too. So I give it a six point six. I liked it. Uh, I think that it was um, it was a little slow for for me in an odd way though because like dylan said there was like the end was like i think what it is i think that if the whole movie would have been paced the way that the ending of the movie was paced Mm -hmm. that it really would have it would have it would have been perfect yeah and i I would have given it a much higher but um i'm kind of with you guys i think i'm gonna give it a six i think that if you like werewolves then this is definitely something that you'll i werewolves are not my favorite scary creature (laughs) but they're interesting so I, I did I did like it for that. And um, the characters were well-developed. I think they did a really good job with developing the characters. So, uh, and, and I like that. I like strong character development in a movie. I like, you know, being able to, to relate to the characters or at least have an idea that they're personable. So I, I like that a lot. So I think uh, six is a really good, um, good score for me on this one. You know, I'm a big fan of werewolves. Uh, I always thought they were pretty scary as a kid. That's why uh, um, Werewolf of Fever Swamp uh, from Goosebumps had such an impression on me. So uh, if you're a fan of uh, werewolf movies, it's definitely one you have to add on to your list. I will say it's not the best one, but it definitely should be a a must-watch if you uh, love werewolves. Uh, I really like the special effects on this. Most importantly, definitely when the the changing werewolf scene. I thought it was a definitely interesting take on uh, how a werewolf transforms. I also uh, liked how the werewolves didn't need full moon to change because that is actually like a Native American folklore with werewolves. They're called like shapeshifters where they could do it on command. And these were those kind of werewolves. So it was really cool for like to have Hollywood shed light on that kind of werewolf. Whereas you know, it's mostly like the full moon. And even the guy who runs that weird oddity shop mentions like, oh, yeah, the full moon, that's just all Hollywood. Like, they're actually called the shapeshifters. They can change at any time. So it was cool that they shedded that light on the werewolf uh, folklore because that definitely is mentioned, especially with uh, Native Americans. So I'm going to have to give this movie a solid seven. Uh, not my favorite werewolf movie, but a pretty, a pretty good one. Uh, it definitely has its slow points. But it's also got, uh, towards the last uh, 40 minutes, I'd say, it's, it's definitely a solid payoff. Minus the Yorkie-looking werewolf that Karen turns into. <laughs> I've never felt so mean giving a movie a five before. Hi, you're good. I, I felt mean, like I everyone was like, on, and then everybody rated it way high. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I had to be mean. I mean, everybody has a different, we all have a different rating scale, and it gives movies a fair rating, I think. Yeah. Oh, now do our... Our average rating for the movie is a 6.2. The average rating as chosen by our Instagram followers is a 8.3. Wow. Wow. They like it more than us. (laughs) We failed them. (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't trust our ratings. Don't tell them that. (laughs) Did you hear that? What was it? The coyote. There aren't any coyotes in England. What happened to them? Well, the police report said they were attacked by an escaped lunatic. Must have been a very powerful man. Jack and I were not attacked by a man. It's an animal. A wolf. Did he say a wolf? Yes, I believe he did. Get a good look at the man who attacked you. Doctor, my memory is fine. 
It's my sanity I'm beginning to worry about. So uh, the next film we're getting into is American War London. This was directed by John Landis, who uh, did Animal House. So it was kind of interesting to see him transition over to horror movies. And uh, this was an idea that he had sitting on a shelf for 10 years. But uh, basically, the story follows two American backpackers who are, uh, you know, passing through England. Uh, They're in more of the countryside. And they stop in at a pub called the Slaughtered Land, where they're trying to get a drink. And then they notice a five-pointed star and candles on the wall, which they are asked, they ask about. And immediately, like, um, the people at the pub uh, tell them to leave. And it's it's known that they know there's something up because they tell them you can't send them out there. It's murder. And then they are like, you know, stick to the moors, this and that. So basically, the one friend gets attacked by a werewolf. And the main character, David, uh, he gets injured or bitten. And he wakes up at a hospital, doesn't really have much memory, but he starts getting weird dreams and gets discharged. But the whole situation is still under investigation. He uh, goes home with the nurse that's taking care of him. And then he eventually turns into a werewolf after being warned by his dead friend who pays him visits. And uh, he goes on a rampage through England. And it is uh, revealed that the doctor finds out uh, what's really going on when he visits the pub again. And it comes down to a standoff between David's lover, the nurse, the doctor, and some policemen, where they are all revealed that David is truly a werewolf and they kill him. I think one thing I love about this movie is that it made so much mention and like little things all went back to Universal, uh, the Wolfman. They brought yes. up Lon Chaney Jr. so much. Um, mm-hmm. They talked about the movie. And I think the biggest thing that I caught on to that I connected with Universal Monster movies, and I brought it up in the Universal Monster episode we did, the monster dies and it just ends right there. There's no like after story or anything it's just the monster's dead credits roll credits roll yep. and i thought that that was awesome that they <clears> chose <throat> to do that that way as a whole i absolutely fucking love this movie <laughs> i thought it was so awesome uh this was my right first on. time this was my first time watching it and no yeah really it was my first time watching it and i definitely in my top i wouldn't say five but it, it it's up there it's right really on. i really liked it I liked the um, the mental breakdown that it shows with David, like the dreams that he has, um, him seeing his dead friend and the fact that he's having these weird dreams. You don't know at first if he's actually seeing Jack or if he's just dreaming it. I also love the dreams that he's having because he gets attacked by this werewolf and, you know, he doesn't know what it is. He's not really sure. He gets attacked by this werewolf. He doesn't really know, like what happened like he doesn't know what to make of it so i feel like he's making up all these scenarios in his head to try and make sense of it so he has like the nazi werewolves that was my favorite part (laughs) yeah and and you know we went in we went in thinking it was a comedy because it's labeled as a comedy and everybody's like this movie's hilarious and i honestly didn't get too much comedic aspects from it personally i mean it had some it's like one-liners here and there uh the kid with the balloons the balloon theme. yeah a naked american man stole, stole my, my balloons, balloons. <laughs> yeah that scene was hilarious but um overall like I, I feel like it had some very great subtext to it i guess to where again it's showing david's breakdown his denial the fact that he's seeing his dead friend and he's so like worked up about it i, I thought it was really great 
but I'm going to let everybody else talk now because I've kind of gushed over this for a long time. <laughs> All good. I'm, I'm, it's crazy that it's your first time seeing it and uh, awesome to hear the reaction and feedback of it. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was at my parents' house and I go to them, you know, the podcast is going really well. We're getting a lot of views. I think we're going to be doing a werewolf episode coming up. My mom goes, oh, what movies are you doing? And I told her, and I said, we're going to do American Werewolf London. She goes, oh, that's funny. And I was like, why is that funny? She goes, that's that's the first date that I went on with your dad. That was my parents' first date. They went and saw that in Cat People. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I liked it a lot. I thought it was excellent. Um, everything. And, and I, I feel like it felt like a long story. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of parts to it. There's the aspect where they were just traveling through um, England. And then, you know, they're at the pub. The people are weird. And then they get attacked by the werewolf. And then friend dies. Like, it, it feels like his friend died a long time ago by by the time you get to the end of the movie. But it's, it's within a few days. But it feels like a very long story. Like... Mm. It feels like uh, that character, and he did go through a lot, but it feels like he went through even more throughout that film. And then it's it's sad because you, you end up really liking David as a character, right? That's his name? Yeah. David. You start really liking him as a character. He's a nice guy. He's a funny personality, a real sweet dude. And uh, you're kind of rooting for them to figure out, you know, like, oh, maybe maybe something will happen to where he doesn't have to be a werewolf, you know? But we all knew. You, you get the, like, Jack telling him constantly, like, the only way to end this, you have to kill yourself. You have to kill yourself. And, and he's just like, I don't want him to die. He's so nice. Yeah, so I thought it was a nice change-up because rather than getting, like, the werewolf is the bad guy and we have to kill the bad werewolf, you get the, na- the main character, the protagonist of the movie, was the werewolf. And, you, again, like Sarah said, like, you're almost rooting for him. It's not like... Yeah, kill the werewolves. Kill the werewolves is like no, cure the werewolves. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing though too is in this movie you see people that are like, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but I think he's a werewolf, and they they want to help him. Mm-hmm. You know his his nurse girlfriend. Yeah, I just feel like um, you know he did have a lot of people on his side wanting to help him through it and and figure out exactly what was going on with him. Crazy, they're like you're not a freaking werewolf, and then people start dying, and they're like. Oh fuck! This is this is a crazy timeline right now, but uh, yeah, I, I I loved it, but it did make me sad that he had to die. I wish they would have done a little bit more of a backstory, like with the village, just kind of like maybe like flashbacks like or no, like I I think that there could have been a tasteful way to do it that wouldn't have taken away from the movie. Like I I don't I don't know how, but I'm maybe thinking like about an opening it. scene, yeah, or something. Just you had the slaughtered lamb, and they were all so afraid of these werewolves, but you didn't really get like a why started. Yeah, why. but you know what? That's the thing that, that, that irks me too is that they're like, don't go out there, don't go out there, you'll be murdered, and yet they're out there to shoot the shoot it. Well, they but, went out to save the the two. They the went two out guys to go save because them. the bar maid was like, you need to go and I don't know. They knew, and then they sent them out. They shouldn't like. People that were like, oh, I'm going to feel guilty about that, wouldn't send them out in the first place. British don't feel guilty about nothing. <laughs> when, we watched, when we watched this movie, uh, we watched it like, so we started it and we had to stop it to go somewhere like halfway through the movie. It was the part where Jack was, it's the second time that Jack showed up uh, when he's at Alex's apartment. And uh, they sit down and they're talking. We had to pause it to leave. And 
we didn't end up finishing it until the following night, but um, this was the first time in a long time that I had a movie where you can ask Sierra like every 20 minutes. I'm like, can we go finish this movie? Like I need to see what happened. Like I, <laughs> and at the same time though, I was like so into it that I was like, please do not disappoint me with the second half of this movie. And I didn't. That's another thing I do want to bring up as well. Um, I like that the, that Jack's character after death, every time you see him, he's slowly decomposing, decomposing more, more and more, which is kind of funny because it, it wasn't that long of time. Oh, well, it was three weeks in the hospital and then a couple days after. Mm -hmm. so it wasn't <laughs> that long of a time frame. He wouldn't, I, I feel that he wouldn't be that rotten, but he like rotted a lot really quick. And it was He was, juicy. he was really open though. Like his, his wounds juicy. were really open. So I think that that yeah, just speeds up the process. Beautiful. And I like how like he's like, "Oh, you don't look good." And he's like, "Thanks." <laughs> anytime, anytime Jack was on the screen, I would start dying of laughter. I loved his line. I think Jack was my favorite character. He was like, kind David of like an great. asshole a little bit. <laughs> David was great, but Jack—I don't know—he's he stole <laughs> he stole uh, the show for me. Like he just—he was so funny and just. It's like, you, you know, when you look at a rotting corpse like that, you don't laugh. But with mm -hmm. Jack, you can't help. Like, but, like, just fucking get all giddy and just, like, kind of like, oh, God, this guy. Well, I mean, like, I think the only I'm time... Doing. I think the only time I laughed was when they were in the porn show. And there's like <laughs> everybody with them. Yeah, was, they were funny. It's just the fact that the entire time the scene is happening, you just hear porn playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, um, and he's, like, introducing everyone. Yeah, can't say it's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. In that scene, I think it's funny too because everyone's kind of pissed off at him, and then there's that couple that he killed in the park, and they're kind of like really hyper and like very energetic and kind of excited. And I'm like, you're dead. You should be like sad and bummed out, but not even like, that. Still like very like. Not even that, but they're all giving to how David could kill himself, and Lily just like, you could get a gun. Yeah, about it. Did anybody notice the tapestry over Alex's bed that had the wolves on it? Yes. No, yes. I didn't see it. It's like a, it, it almost looks like a Native American or, or some sort of Wasn't like, it two um, of them? yeah, it's like, it was like a tan, looked like a hand woven tapestry, but it had wolves on it. And they were like, it looked That's like they were standing almost on yeah. their hind legs and they were like facing opposite ways. Like they were back to back and there was something else in it. I can't remember it, but it was tan. It was like brown and tan. You only see it in one spot, one, in one, one part, scene, yeah. really quick. That's interesting though. Yeah. That's cool that they yeah. threw that in. We have to talk about the transformation scene because I feel like that is the big takeaway from the movie for most people. Oh, definitely. Um, but before we get into that, I will say the bar scene was amazing like how quickly everyone's demeanor changed when they mentioned uh the pentagram on the wall and the one guy with the darts he's like he, he walks up and he's like i missed i never missed <coughs> and agreeing with erica it's like you almost wanted a backstory as to mm -hmm. how things got that way because everyone knew yeah knew, we all knew they knew once they, they made note of the pentagram and just um you know when they sent them out and the barmaid's just showing that guilt. Uh, you know what I mean? Or even when the doctor goes to revisit, and then the, they just keep trying to keep it hush-hush. It's just like, I definitely would have loved a backstory on that. But I just, like, like, that bar scene was just great. Good acting. Yeah. Very convincing. Also, when they're walking in the moors, and we get a first sight of a werewolf, the, the attack out of nowhere was great. And just 
see Jack getting ripped apart, like, I, you really feel bad because, like, David almost, like, out of instinct runs away but turns back and he's like, oh, my God, Jack. You know what I mean? And, like, it just looks so – like, that kill scene just looks so agonizing. Because but he got, like, there, shredded. Yeah, he got torn up. Yeah, like, he, he got shredded, like, shredded, shredded. Like, pulled pork. <laughs> Basically. <Yeah. laughs> pulled Jack. But now that we got that out of the way, yes, Dylan, bring it in with the, uh, the, the transformation. The transformation scene, I just think it was awesome. Like, it was all practical effects, but it looked like it was actually happening. Like, his face extends – his legs, his hands, his toes, like every, everything just expands and stretches. And it, it, it was just very well done. I don't really know how to explain it. It was actually um, the first movie to win an Academy Award for Best Makeup. Yep. For all that. I, you know what I think is very interesting about the transformation scene in this movie is that it happens almost out of nowhere. You know, he's... I think he's he'd fallen asleep. No, he's reading a book and reading a yeah. book, and he's just like reading, and then all of a sudden, it's like he starts like screaming out in pain, and that's when it starts. He and, felt like he was on but fire. This Some one of too also shows like it shows like his feet and his hands and his yeah. back and his like his spine completely contorts, and it's like it's not like the other ones because they focus on like the face and all mm -hmm. that, where this one really focused on the entire. Where and how painful like everything it had exactly, mm -hmm. and, and I think that that really, really showed because all these movies you don't get that good view of the werewolf like from head <coughs> to toe. You know, you'll you'll see it, but it's usually like glimpses. Where this one really went into detail to show you this is what he looks like. This is a picture of him. Here you go. Yeah, you know? and I like the the close up of the eyes once he's almost fully turned and it goes right into his yellow eyes. Mm -hmm. I thought that scene was awesome. And also the buildup right before he turns and the song Bad Moon Rising, like it mm -hmm. almost foreshadows like, okay, he's definitely going to turn. Like he's pacing, he's going through the fridge. He knows he's not hungry, but he can't help but look for food. Like it's all, it's that like perfect buildup into an amazing, which I'm going to go on record, say the best werewolf transformation scene ever. I think I could agree. It's the best I've seen. I don't want to. Yeah. Say, I don't want to say best scene every we're single not, one. We're not. We're not experts over here. But. <laughs> but it it is. It's probably the best I've seen. Um, talking about this part and not this part in specific, but something from this part that I took away from the whole movie. I don't know if it was the guy who played David. David. I think his name is actually David in real life. David Naughton. I don't know if it was his acting or the way it was written, but some of his dialogue was like I felt like it was bad acting. That was the only thing that I took away. It didn't bother me much, but like like this part, for example, out of nowhere, he's just like, I'm burning up! And he's like ripping his, like, but it's just certain, like, one-line <laughs> things like that. And it's just like, all right. Like, that seemed a little... Been delivery. Yeah. I feel like that's maybe, like, the influence from, like, Animal House in the director, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just he like Jack's And I was like, really? <laughs> Animal House? That's like great. Jack's character definitely could have... Minus the dead part, totally could have fit in a National Lampoon. Yeah. I think so, yeah, definitely. I feel like this is if National Lampoon made a horror movie, that would be definitely. us. <laughs> definitely. National Lampoon, Werewolves so on Vacation. Well, because when it came time for the horror aspects, they were great. Plenty of gore. Mm -hmm. the werewolf looked awesome. And you know what I mean? It delivered in, in many different ways. I love the over-the-top chain of events at the end of the movie. 
where like the cars are crashing into each other, one oh, yeah. thrown out of the yeah, bus, the then lady run over it. <laughs> it's just so like wildly done, like. That whole thing. Was no, just, the like, best part was when he transforms and they're like trying to block him in, and uh, like all like the cops are coming. Clearly, there's something wrong, but all these pedestrians are like getting really close to like the mm-hmm. open to see what like, it is. What the like... hell is wrong? With you? There's tons <laughs> of cops. You see something's trying to push through a door. Leave, you dumbass. I love the first night that he transforms. Um, you kind of get like quick little shots of the werewolf, but you don't see it fully but i love the shot and i think it's just the way it was shot um at the top of the escalator where the guy's like on the escalator and you just see the wolf like slowly crawl under the screen and you're like oh shit yeah <laughs> and then he wakes up in his zoo naked yeah <laughs> the thing that kind of irks me about that scene just a little bit though is that like from the wolf's perspective. He was very close to the guy, He was really close, and then when the guy would turn super far away, and then he'd go to the wolf, and it was, like, super close, and it's like... Maybe, maybe, let's take this in a different direction. He didn't turn invisible, Sierra. No, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) You know how when you look in your real view mirror or your side view mirror... This is even worse than him. (laughs) Werewolves Objects may appear closer. Maybe maybe closer than they appear. Yeah. No, I I really like I another really, sticker for us. <laughs> I don't think I have any real complaints for this movie. That I thought it was a great movie. I really did. And it, no, I really I really really enjoyed it. Um, I I like the folklore behind werewolves. Um, I like the folklore behind. I like folklore in general. So I'm a little bit nerdy with that stuff, but I I thought that this was a really cool um cool spin, and that's why I, I was I was really hoping for a little bit more of a background story, but it didn't take away from me that they didn't take away from it that there wasn't one. Mm-hmm. Um, I still I think that they still managed to make a a solid and a very strong film without having to give a background story as to the where or why where it came from or whatever, and um like Dylan said that the transformation was done extremely well, especially for the type type of effects. I mean, if you think of that sort of transformation and how it would look nowadays, it would be completely CGI. So you'd be like 14 to see, feet tall. <laughs> yeah. So to see it and see how, how it was done and you could like see the, the individual hairs coming out of them and mm-hmm. it was just done so well and it was done tastefully. And I think that they, they just did a really excellent job on this movie. Um, they really paid attention to detail. To detail, yes, they they did, and it just it it happened like the movie was a very quick movie. Like, like I see what Sierra was saying, where it kind of felt like it was it was a lot longer than it was, but it the time span, like from the Moors to their death or to um, what's his name, the friend Jack Jack's, Jack's death. So like to him waking up was like a span of three weeks. And I feel like that, that part of the movie was really long. And then I feel like once he got out of the hospital, it was, it was like, whew, yeah. And then it was over. But uh, the, at the end of the movie was my favorite. I just, I think that they, the whole thing was just like, it was shot well, but it had a lot of, it had a lot of comedy to it that was done well for, for what was going to happen at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was supposed to be like something really serious. And they, they added like a comedic relief to it. That was done. Ex- it was done really well. And it wasn't like, it wasn't anything that took away from anything. I'm on the same page as you now. I, I didn't think about it before, but as far as getting a more backstory from the town, because 
I feel like, for example, the part where David's doctor goes and talks to the people at the slaughtered lamb, they are kind of, like, especially when he follows the guy out to the cemetery, just very, like, weird about it. Like, I feel like watching that, I didn't really get, I didn't really care too much about those mm-hmm. parts. I wanted to see David. I wanted to see what was going on with David. I didn't really care what this doctor was finding out. But if they went into more detail with why the town was so weird, I feel like I would have cared more to see why the town was freaking out so much. So. Well, they killed the werewolf. Mm-hmm. So they, and, but they were still freaked out. Well, because David was a werewolf now. Yeah, they knew. They yeah, but knew he exactly. wasn't there. They, yeah, they knew because they covered it up. They said he, that. Uh, I think it was like guilt. No. They should have shot David right there. Maybe, Cops but there they were trying. The guy was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go and check the dogs," and he's like, "Dogs, dogs are, are fine. fine. Stay here." Like he didn't want him going out again. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, "Well, the werewolf's dead. That's in your area, <laughs> dude. I think you're safe." And it's daytime. <laughs> it was rainy though. Maybe the werewolf would get confused. It's but, England. It rains. Well, you know all what time. it is? When he said, "Like I think I'm gonna go check the dogs." That was like his way to go outside to hopefully get the doctor to follow him because like you could tell he wanted to tell the doctor, which he eventually started to hint at him. And then the other guy cuts him off like, that's enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like all like just completely like, shut up. That guy was a douche. Yeah, he definitely was. You know, he, he is like, he, he kept it like the biggest secret out of all of them. Whereas everyone else felt completely guilty of the situation. (laughs) I, and I also, uh, the dream sequence was really cool to uh, Dylan adding to that because David didn't know what he was becoming and uh, to see Captain those quick like you know glimpses of him like hunting the deer or waking up from the nurse and turning almost half werewolf or even like even though I could probably someone would think this is out of place with the Nazi werewolves but for some reason I really like that scene just because of how cool they made them look well, even watching it, Sarah was like, Sarah looked at me, she's like, is it bad? Like, I feel like this should be a cheesy scene, but I'm not getting that feel from it. Like, it, it doesn't yeah, feel like... it was it, like, because it was extremely violent, too. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? You're like, oh, shit. I think the best shot in the movie, for, in my opinion, is uh, when David's in the, like, when he's dreaming and he's in the woods and stuff, and it shows, like, the hospital bed in the middle of the woods. I don't know yeah. why, but it just, such a weird thing. It just really stood out to me. I like weird things like that in mm-hmm. movies, like where you just expect Energy. it. Yeah, it's kind of like a surreal feel to it. <laughs> Are you guys uh, ready to get into ratings on this one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. we... Right. 9.5. 9.5? Yeah. I really liked it. Woo! Continue. Right you gave it the same score as Lords of Salem. I really liked it. No, so right? Like... Lords of Salem she gave a 9.5, or did I give a 9.5? Sarah gave... Lords of Salem, like a nine, I want to say, but you gave Texas Chainsaw Massacre a nine. Yeah, but see, back then I didn't have my ratings down packed. Texas Chainsaw so are Massacre. You, are you saying would we're gonna have to re-rate? We're gonna have to re-rate some old. Actually, Texas Chainsaw Massacre would be a twenty for me. All right, so you're gonna give it a nine point five. We're gonna touch on that in our in a future episode, but yes, nine point five. I thought it was fun. It was spooky. It was not cheesy, and it, like. No, there was some, some, some great comedy, but it wasn't overkill. There was a little bit of nudity, but it wasn't overkill. Like, some sex scenes, but not nasty. The porn theater wasn't overkill for you. No, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> Yo, the best line, though, would you like to watch some telly whilst I shower? 
And then they had to put it together. She fucking lied. She fucking lied. But all in all, it was a great movie. The one point it's losing is because David had to die. And that kills my heart. Rip in peace. Next. Um, I'm going to stick to my original rating scales that I've used since day one. I'm going to give it... What did you give Texas Chainsaw A nine. That's bullshit. I am going to give this movie an 8.9. Wouldn't say it's up there with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but there's nothing I can complain about, really, with it. There's nothing I could really complain about with it. Um, I loved every aspect of the movie. Uh, I thought everything was so well done. I had such a blast watching it. And again, like for a movie to have me so drawn in that when I have to stop watching it, I'm going on and on about it until the point to where I can finish it. It's like, when can we finish this? When can we finish this? I got to see what happens. Like that just made it for like, I don't know. I really don't have any complaints. I'm going to go 8.9. Right on. I love to hear that because this is your first time watching it. So just the initial reaction is awesome here. My turn. Yeah. All right. Three point seven. Nah, I I really liked it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really really good. Um, I really like this. This was my first time seeing it, and uh, I I am um, I am a fan of werewolves. I like I said a, a little bit. I mean, they're not like my favorite spooky character, like monster type thing, but I like them. Um, I'm more interested in the folklore behind them than them cinematically if you would mm-hmm. so I, I if it was something where it was like old irish folk tales or even like um no there's like a so many supernatural touches on it yeah but there's so many different like really like old supernatural is our shit i know that but there's old folklore behind it that's just like it's interesting but um i thought that this movie was done really well i liked the comic aspects of it like the little comic reliefs and uh i i've been a big fan of that since it has been trending in some of our past episodes Mm -hmm. um as of recently anyway so that's not something that takes anything away for me and i really enjoy it i thought that the way that they did his transformation was amazing especially for that time period and that's something that that really impressed me it's it's nice to see true art where it's not just cgi and it's it's actual like makeup it's you know it's them spending time in in wardrobe and it's animatronics and it's it's so cool to see that and see how much goes into making a film like this and um, I thought it was just done really well, and I thought the storyline was really great. Uh, like I said, I did think it was lacking a little bit, and I would like a little bit of a background story, but not so much where it affected me and my decision too much. So I am going to give it a... Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> Steven? Uh this movie is not only a werewolf class, but I think it's earned the right to be a horror classic. Um, just with the following it's built up, it was done so well. And if you would have said, told me that like a guy who normally made comedies could make uh, such a successful horror film like this, I would have maybe been a little doubtful if I've never seen it. But the delivery was there. When it was funny, it was funny. But when it was time to be a horror movie, and I know I said this on previous episodes, it delivered, and it delivered in a big way. Uh, that transformation scene 
was the best werewolf transformation scene I've ever seen. And uh, there was just a lot to take away from this movie. I'm going to give this movie a solid 8.5. All right. Fuck you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's what I gave it. Yeah, so that gives it an 8.9 average. Almost a 9. Almost a 9. fuckers. And our Instagram average was a 9.5. Are you happy, Sierra? Thank you, Instagram followers, for being true to my rating scale, not theirs. <laughs> Says a girl who has to re-rate things. Right? Yeah, you got to go back and change your whole rating system, Sierra. You've never even seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Erica. Get out of my house. It began in May. And every month after that, whenever the moon was full, it happened again. And again. Nobody knew who or what was responsible. They only knew it had to be stopped. Now, from the master of mystery and suspense, Stephen King's Silver Bullet. film we're going to talk about is Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Uh, this film stars Gary Busey and Corey Haim. It follows a crippled uh, kid, uh, lives in a small town where everyone knows each other, and uh, these murders start happening around the full moon to where the point the town goes into panic, and uh, the kid tries to discover who it is, and finally one night he does while he's uh, shooting off fireworks, he shoots the werewolf in the eye. And then it's revealed that whoever has a damaged eye is the werewolf. And spoiler alert, it is the town's reverend who is the werewolf and is committing all the the murders. So uh, Gary Busey, who is the uncle, has a silver bullet made by the request of Marty (laughs) and his sister Jeannie. And the last full moon happens to fall on Halloween. And that's when the werewolf is at his fullest, is at a full moon, and he comes to try to kill them. And Corey Aim comes in with a save, shoots the werewolf in the other eye, thus saving the day. So yeah, this was uh, this was based off Stephen King's novelette, Cycle of the Werewolf. I've yet to read it, but I am actually going to purchase it relatively soon because I'm a huge fan of this movie. And there is quite some differences I read up between the novelette and this movie. So I kind of want to see the other side of the story. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. I feel like this had a very different feel from any other Stephen it, King movie I've seen. Honestly, I, as soon as we started watching it, I was like, yep, this is a Stephen King movie. I feel like he really develops the story before he gets into it. So, And, and I feel does. like this movie did that. So for me, it did feel very Stephen King. And I feel like it always focuses on family or like friendship. Mm-hmm. And this movie did that as well. Like, there's always, like, a, a, an important bond. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In all of his movies. And, and this movie showed that between the boy and his uncle and his sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mom could get point. the fuck out of here. Dad, too. <laughs> Dad could get bent. Yo, but Gary Uncle Red Buse- was the shit. Yo, Gary Busey's lying to her. He put her in her fucking place. He's like, yeah, there's more to this kid than putting him 
taking him out of his wheelchair, putting him in the bathtub, taking him out of the bathtub, putting him in the wheelchair. I was like, yo, he hit home right there. Honestly, <laughs> and what's so impressive is half the lines, he just winged it. Yeah, and, and the, the funny thing about that is he had to get – I, they had to get that approved by Stephen King. They're like, is it cool if he just like improvises his life? Because, you know, this is based on your story. And Stephen King's like, yeah, go for it. Gary yeah, Busey yeah. is such a weird, like, and I said that, <laughs> I said it to Sierra too. Uh, when we first started watching it, I was like, yo, Sierra, I feel like they probably just took Gary Busey and he was like, yo, werewolves, go with it. Yes. And, <laughs> and then I looked it up and it was like, improvised most of his lines. I was like, I fucking called it. <laughs> Yeah, his delivery was great, and I feel like he really captured the character of Uncle Red without even having to try. Yeah. I think he played Uncle Busey. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. I think he was playing Uncle Gary Busey. Yo, so funny story off topic. Last year on Memorial Day weekend, we went up to New York, and they were having a festival for Memorial Day. And (laughs) yes, yes! Me, Sierra, Erica, and Kyle were driving down the road, and we were at a stoplight. And the windows were rolled down and we, I turn over it and there's a group of people waiting across the road. And I look and I'm like, is that Gary fucking Busey? This motherfucker turns around, smiles and waves at us. Standing on the corner. <laughs> yeah, man. So you guys really saw Gary Busey? Yeah, he was standing on the corner and I didn't realize the windows were is that Gary fucking Busey? And he turned around and smiled at me. I was so excited. Oh my Picture the Gary Busey smile, and that's what we saw. He was in front of Nico's. Oh, my gosh. If I would have saw him, I would have been like, Uncle Red! (laughs) Because he was – that was my favorite character. Out of all movies he's done, I really loved him as Uncle Red. Like, I felt like this was a distant uncle that I never had. (laughs) We all have Uncle Red. We we all (laughs) have Uncle Red. Red. I feel like – all right, so before – again, first time watch for me. Okay. Um, everybody was like, this movie's really cheesy. Expect a really cheesy movie. And the first, like, half of the movie, I'd say, I was like, this really isn't that cheesy. And Sierra's like, no, it's really not. And then you are where the town is hunting the werewolf. And then you get the stupid lines like, are you going to make lemonade in your pants? And I'm like, <laughs> this, yep, this is where it is. Found it. I love the part when the guy gets his foot caught in the bear trap. And yeah. his friend goes to, like, open, open it. And, and then, then he, he jumps. And he gets, like, yeah. Yeah. That's good. That was fun. There was a lot of, like, this was my first time seeing it. I'm so sick of saying that. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Maybe next week. Did you see, have you seen yeah, Jeepers Creepers? Yeah, yes, I've seen Jeepers yeah. Creepers. So, anyway, now that everybody's done hazing me, I, I really like this one. I thought it was it was really fun. I was expecting it to be, I don't know. I had this, I had it, I had it in my head. It's going to be totally different than this. So, I was really excited when I when I started watching it, and I actually was, like, getting really into it, and I really liked it a lot. Um, you can definitely tell it's a Stephen King though. Uh, the, the musical score that that's going on in the background is very Stephen King-esque, but it gave me creep show vibes and maybe it's just because we just got done watching that not too long ago, but it kind of had that like, I don't know how to explain it. I like the head bob you're doing right now. Yeah, nobody else can Honestly, see it. Honestly, so. I feel like the thing um, that it reminded me most of with, with Stephen King is probably, um, like it. And not not the storyline or anything like that, but like like I said, the bond between characters. Yeah. That like instantly brings me to it and the bond that the children have with each other. I get that. I liked I I, I like the whole narrative that the sister had and that didn't come up again until halfway. Yeah. It I mean <laughs> it 
And then they did it pretty frequently throughout the second half of the movie, but the first half they did it in the beginning and they didn't touch again until... Didn't go back. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it, though. I think that it, it kind of gave it a... Um, it gave it a campy vibe, like that, like... I feel like it gave it that connection to the novelette by having that narration there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, too. I agree with you, Erica. It was a it was a nice touch to it. I love that the priest was the werewolf. Yes. I was so excited. I was pretty stoked about that. And if they ever remake Said It Before... Killian Murphy. As the priest. As the priest. Okay. Right. So we were watching this, and Dylan walked out of the room. I think he went to the bathroom, whatever. No, I was setting up the recording. Oh, he was setting up the recording. So I'm watching it, and the girl goes to return the, the <laughs> bottles to the church, and, like, you can only see the uh, minister from the one side, and then it shows his other eye where she can't see it, but it's, like, the camera, like, pans around, and you see his eye, and it's like, yeah. I was like, Dylan, I know who the fuck, I know who it is. I was like awesome. screaming, and he's like, "Who is it?" I was like, "Come here!" <laughs> I love that it was a surprise for you guys. It was fun because for me, I wish I didn't expect. I don't uh, know. Did you guys expect it after? Like, okay, when they're in the fog, and the hunters get killed by the werewolves, and then he he has the mask, but it's really a dream where everyone turns into a werewolf in, at the mass session. Yeah, they're in the church, and everybody's yeah. turning. Yeah, I felt like that was like the big giveaway, but. It's I don't know like like right there I was like oh man he must be the werewolf and then I asked my cousin at the time when I first watched it because uh, he's seen it and I didn't so uh, I got it on VHS at the time and he was like damn it he was like you figured it out but uh, that's cool that it's that you guys didn't catch on to it and that it was a surprise because I wanted it to be um, a shock for me. See, for me, that scene, like, it gave me the opposite. I was like, oh, he's clearly terrified of werewolves. Like, he's freaked out by this whole situation, and he's in total denial of what's going on. So that's what I got from that scene where that, where, um, when they were all turning into werewolves in the church. And they were, like, really mean to him, so, like, to another werewolf, you know? They were done really well, too. The yes. werewolves in that movie were done really, really well. I, uh, I thought so, anyway. So, with the howling, I feel like... It had all these strong points to it, but I feel like I didn't really care too much about the characters. And I feel like this movie was almost the opposite. Like, it had some cool points to it, but I feel like it was a very, like, typical generic werewolf movie, but I, the characters were what made the movie for me. I absolutely, I absolutely loved that the boy, the main character in the movie, was not your typical everyday like little boy i love that he was in a wheelchair yeah i think that they took like something that would have been considered like a bat like a disability that would have made him like easy prey if you would because he can't run away and they really amped it up and they like they made him into this badass Dude. and you know what i mean so like here he is and like he's he's out there fighting off this werewolf in, in a in a motorized, like a souped-up, like motorcycle wheelchair, like yeah. hell yeah! I, and I thought that was so fun. His motorcycle wheelchair, and uh, he he's like he gets on the road and and he realizes how fast he goes. And Gary Busey's is like, that kid's dead, <laughs> and he's just <laughs> he's, lying in the driveway. And he says, well, he even says to him, he was like, you know, if you were to get, he's like, you need to be careful on this because if, if you were hurt, if you were to get me. hurt, it would kill me. Yeah, and I think that that like. You know, it's it, the yeah, mom. The mom babied him a lot, and I, there was a lot of character development there because, like, mm -hmm. the mom babied him a lot, 
and the dad seemed kind of distant or avoidive of, of the whole situation. And then his sister was so resentful. And then you have his uncle who is Believe. fucked up in his own sense. Like, but you know, he's 100%. got, yeah, he just like, is totally, he you doesn't know. look at it as a disability at all. Exactly. And he's just seeing this kid for like, really who he is. Well, and he's like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. We got I think, this. I think that was a, a, an important part of the movie too, was, was that he was the only person in the entire family that didn't treat that child like a victim mm -hmm. or like, uh, like a pain, like, pain in the butt. Yeah. Or like something was wrong with him. He, yeah, he exactly. Treated him he like, treated him like a normal kid you know i wanted him to be able to get around as easy as possible and i kid got around pretty easy one thing that stood out to me <laughs> and he climbed trees one part to me that really stood out in the movie was the whole uh thing with the one boy in the town getting killed great the part, oh yeah the part where the cop is carrying the kite that he's flying before and it's just covered in blood and he's like and saying then his, uh, yeah it's and home. Yeah, and then his uh, see the body. Yeah, his dad was such a good actor in that part where he's like telling off the cop, like you don't know anything about pain or misery or grief stricken. Grief. My yeah. son was torn to pieces. Yeah, yeah, that that scene right there. Even Sierra was like, "This guy is a good actor." <laughs> yeah, I really love the kite scene too, Dylan. Uh, because we didn't have to see Grady's body. The the, the blood splattered kite. Yeah, it, it had so much effect. Mm -hmm. Where you just knew, like, oh man. I think that was Fuck. the combination of the father's reaction when he got seen screaming, just screaming. Like, even no. before you see the kite, though, you kind of forget this, like, oh no, moment where he's like, cops. well, no, the the guy's like, hey, has anybody seen my son? I'm looking for my son, and then you're just like, oh shit, and then that's when you see the kite, and you're like, yep. There were so many good moments to take away from this. Uh, Sierra, the greenhouse, uh, the greenhouse scene was awesome. Uh, yes. One drunk father. Uh, I love how when he's walking and it goes to the shot of the werewolf's eyes looking up through the crack. That mm -hmm. was so creepy because, like I said, I saw this movie and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Even though it had a very homey, like hard, like warming feel to it, with like the connection of like brother, sister, uncle, family values. This movie scared me as a kid. Yeah. And it was because of the werewolf. And when the werewolf was involved, the way he was involved really just had that effect. And yeah. I think that we didn't get to see him fully yet, you know? But mm -hmm. he did it so well, like, where he pulls the dad through the floor. You I love it, too, how the board, like, goes through the stomach. I was like, yeah. oh, like, if stomach at that part. <laughs> you know, this film did a good job of being violent without, I feel like, having to really try. Yeah. It was, like, done in a tasteful manner. Like, or even when um, the woman who's about to commit suicide and she's attacked in her bedroom... And, like, that's, like, almost, like, the first glimpse of the werewolf where it focuses on his eyes and his mm -hmm. body. And he's so shadow-like. And Stephen King really wanted it to be like that. He didn't want a full reveal till later. So he said, I want the, the, the werewolf to be almost like a shadow-like figure where you just see glimpses. And I feel like it was, like, a perfect buildup in a way. I agree. That's your famous line. Well, you guys bring up good points, so I always agree <laughs> with them. <laughs> Everybody knows what they're talking about. I wish you were that agreeable on, like, day-to-day -day things. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be before we wrap up for ratings, I got a couple more points Um, where Marty's shooting off the fireworks, and again, we get the reflection of the werewolf watching him in the water. Another mm -hmm. great scene. Also, the fog scene was my favorite. I loved how 
uh, the one bartender, he's like hitting him with the bat, and then you hear like, um, like him like being disgruntled, and then the bat changes. <coughs> you see the werewolf's hand popping up and hitting him with the bat, and it get bloody every time it's raised. The peacemaker. Like, yeah, the peacemaker. peacemaker. Yep. <laughs> that was a, that was an awesome scene. Like there was just a lot of like scenes that were well done. Even the transformation scene I thought was pretty solid. I like um, the uh, the reverse transformation scene at yes, the end. Yeah, yeah that was done really well too. And like I said, uh, you know, Gary Busey's uh, his his one liners. I'm really starting to feel like a horse's ass, you know, <laughs> like that that shit just you know it's just like I feel like he was just being himself <laughs> the whole time. And that last scene when they're um they're gonna shoot the werewolf with the silver bullet that they made. Gary Busey gets thrown through like three everything of <laughs> He literally got thrown Damn. like over like he <laughs> I just picture somebody like in that room like just throwing him in like, <laughs> I feel like he did all his stunts his own stunts yeah. in that movie too. It's just so funny because he I think he took out every wall in that bedroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He took out like the armoire, the dresser, like he mm-hmm. took out everything. The vanity. Yeah. yeah. Everything. I feel like it was like I I'm gonna do my own stunts. Just throw me around. <laughs> I really that was the, the way drunk the, talking. The way the werewolf looked in this movie. Um, some people don't. They're like they get this like black bear vibe, and I could see that. But at the same time, I don't know, man. Like I said, as a kid, this movie scared. Out of all three, this movie did scare me as a kid. Like I, I, I think it was my least. I think it was my least favorite werewolf of the three. But... No, I like this werewolf better. Like, I do too. This but... is. It, it would have been. It would have. <laughs> Who's to say what a werewolf's really gonna look like? You know what I mean? True. Everybody has their own. You you know, do they exist? Mm, Yes. Probably (laughs) not. You know, nobody can say what a werewolf is supposed to look like. This isn't a a Sasquatch we're talking about. Everybody knows what a Sasquatch looks like. That is kind of closely related to a werewolf, but it's not a human. Dogeman is different. <laughs> yeah, like a dogman is always like in kind of wolf form that is a bipedal creature. It's almost like they kind of call it a type C Sasquatch, to be honest. It's like its <laughs> own little category in cryptids. But, uh, Steven, thank God for you. Every episode, we somehow bring up Sasquatch. All right, ratings? Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, shit up. Ratings. Okay, for this movie, I'm going to give this movie an 8 point. Six. Why are you whispering? What is Murphy chewing on? Because I wanted to be more dramatic. I give this movie an eight point six. I think it was really fun. Very clearly Stephen King. Like you could feel it. It had a Stephen King vibe, which I love. Stephen King. There's very few times that I've ever been disappointed by by anything he's done. I think that the storyline was really great. I think it was very well developed. Um, There was a really it, it was a great turning point when you found out that it was the minister who was the werewolf the whole time. Uh, I love that. And, I, I mean, I liked the, the main characters. They were awesome. They were really fun, and they were relatable. So, um, I mean, all in all, I think it was really great. So, yeah, 8.6. I am going to give it a 7. You're an asshole. I feel like it – like I said, like the howling – had aspects to it to where I thought the way it was done was very interesting, but I wasn't a big fan of the characters to where this This was the opposite. It's the opposite. I mean, it did have good aspects to it, but in a sense, I also felt like there wasn't really anything too, too special with it. Like it just felt like an eighties campy horror movie to me. So 
I'll give it a seven. It was good. It just wasn't up there. I'm going to give it an eight. That's right up top, girlfriend. Right on. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really fun. Um, it just had really good vibes to it. Like, it was a good, it all to me, it was a good uh, horror movie. It wasn't, I mean, obviously, like, it's not the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's very Stephen King, you can tell. Um, but it was done well. Like, the, the movie was filmed well. The characters were developed well. It was, it had a good story. The story was solid. I don't think that there was anything that, but that's a, that's Stephen King. I mean, he yeah. he goes into <laughs> such detail on everything that his books are the are uh, yeah, as wide as their head. Even novellas are the size of a normal book, and his <laughs> books are the size of a Buick. Um, <laughs> that's a good way to describe it. But it's it, it it was a good movie. Like to me, it was it was solid. It's definitely fun. Like, but not in a cheesy way. Not in a you know like a comic horror sort of way. It was just it was a fun movie. It was a really good spin on um on the werewolf and i liked it a lot um american werewolf in london was still my favorite but i really did appreciate this movie and i liked it i know uh i'm gonna have to give this movie uh an 8.8 uh this movie has a special place in my heart i've grown to love it um and i've watched it at least more than 10 times Many times with my cousins when we were younger, like we just all really love this movie uh, to the point where I have to get the novel to see the differences and just to see how the movie does compare uh, with the with the novelette. And um, you know, there were just so many good scenes to take away, whether it be the fog, uh, the werewolf under the fog scene with the hunters, um, the church scene with everyone turning to werewolves. That was done so well the initial reveal of who the werewolf was, the whole rocket in the eye was, and then to have him, to have Marty shoot the silver bullet in the other eye was like, what a payoff. And just the overall look of the werewolf. Um, and when he was on screen and made the killings, like I said, this movie didn't try to be violent, but it did a good job of being violent without having to try. I don't know. It just like the way the kill scenes were done were just, just so well, but not so over the top, you know? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I had so much to take away from this movie, and this is a movie that could be thrown on, and I could stop what I'm doing and sit down and enjoy it every single time. So, yeah, an 8.8 for me. Uh, especially, like, I love werewolf films, and this is my favorite werewolf film. Nice. So, that gives it an average of 8.1. The Instagram average rating was a seven. Yes. That was, tree frog just ate a fly and watched it happen. What was our overalls? Our overall was an eight point one. Okay. And Instagram's was a seven. All right. In- Instagram followers, you let me down this one. That pretty much wraps it up for this week. Uh, next week we are going to be covering Cheapers Creepers one and two. And thank you to anyone who's uh you know giving us feedback on our page or a follow or continues to support us. It's just strictly done because of our love for horror movies and talking about them. So to anyone who supports us and is giving us feedback, thank you guys so much. And we love talking to you guys too. Like it's always great to hear your opinions on the movies we're bullshitting in general on Instagram. I always have a blast doing it. So thank you guys. And as uh, always. our artists on the artist spotlight as well. Thanks you guys for rule. contributing if you want to join in on that conversation or keep up with our schedule, uh, see past 
ratings that we've given movies, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast, or you can check out our website at www.horrorhavenmedia.com. And we might be adding a shop if you want a t-shirt at some point. So keep an eye on that. Right on, yeah. And also, we do have some giveaways coming up in the near future month in July. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, we got cool stuff coming up. What will we give away this time? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a good night. Good night. Take care. Farewell.